When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs, but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. Roy. But who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. And folks, I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you know who also knows a lot, but doesn't <laughs> care, is my oh. co-host with me via Zoom video chat is Kristen Studdard. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Joe. Just the resignation in your voice usually belongs to me. And this mm. morning, it is you who are resigned to the task that you have assigned yourself <laughs> of knowing all of this information. Yeah, I know too much. Are you feeling the burden today, Joe? You sound like burdened by this knowledge. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's the knowledge or if it's just the task ahead of us. This is, <laughs> this is our second episode of Calling Voters. Our last episode was a bit of a party. Absolutely. An absolute riot. It turned out who could have known? Yeah, that nearly everybody stayed on the line the whole time. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. First up, we are going to talk to someone who lives in Cleveland, where the Rockle is. He was actually covering music for the Cleveland Plain Dealer when the museum started. Uh, Now he is the entertainment manager at cleveland.com and he's Troy Smith's boss. Oh, our our fans, I'm sure remember Troy. I remember Troy. Let's get Mike in here. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Yes. Uh, Mike, I would, you've never been on the show before, so I want to give our listeners some context. How long have you had a rock hall ballot? I've had a rock hall ballot since the very early nineties. So probably 90. 394 maybe. I started covering the Rock Hall in 1992 when I became the pop music critic at the Plain Dealer. And um, the hall wasn't open at that point. So Mm -hmm. they kind of set me on the path of covering the opening leading up to 1995 when it opened. So uh, the first Rock Hall induction I covered live was 94 Mm -hmm. uh, in New York. And Mm -hmm. then uh, after that, I've been involved in some fashion or another, either as the reporter or editor, and covering every one of them since then. 
since 1994. And you fill out a ballot every year? I do. And you've sent yours in already, correct? I did. I was on I was on point. You know, nothing much to do here in the pandemic, but yeah. uh, fill, <laughs> Get- fill out the ballot. So <laughs> For sure. Would you like to tell us who you voted for? Yeah, sure, sure. I mean- And also, if uh, you have any thoughts or feelings like who you almost voted for, kind of how, yeah. like, we'd love to know your thinking behind now, I'm how you filled you, out your ballot. You live in Cleveland. Did you give Devo a vote? I did. Uh, much to my colleague, Troy Smith's chagrin. He's like, you're wasting your vote on Devo. They have no chance of getting in. I mean, he's I'm probably like, right. He, but- we famously talked someone out of voting for Devo. Uh, <laughs> a few weeks back. Because we said it was like a Nader vote. But I guess. I mean, I hope I have high hopes for them. It's not that I don't want them to get in. It's just. And also you're in Cleveland. Like you got it. Well, not only am I in Cleveland, but I was born in Akron, Ohio. So oh, well, home shit. of Devo. Yeah, there you born go. Born in Akron, Ohio. Yeah. So, and also they fit, they fit all the bills that I think you need to fit in terms of being a valued inductee, which is you've got to have influence, which they obviously Mm do. You have to have created something different, something unusual about you. Some might say artistry. Uh, Yeah, mm -hmm. there you go. How unique, how unique. (laughs) What a concept. Um, Yeah. and, And those guys, the mother's boss, just amazing, amazing artists and really took music in a totally different direction. For sure. Now, are you going to make us happy and tell us you voted for the Go-Go's? No, I did not vote for the Go-Go's. Dang. I am sorry. I, I, it was Dang. one of my, uh, you know, borderline picks, but it, you only get five that count, it's true. right? So, it's true. So, you know, who, who else did we get? Well, my no-brainers were Tina Turner, Foo Fighters, and Jay-Z. Those okay. were my three that I felt like I had to go with. Because Tina, why why is Tina not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already as a solo artist? Mm-hmm. It's inexplicable to me, almost as inexplicable as Warren Zevon not being in. Maybe not quite that inexplicable. <laughs> but uh, I just felt like, given her history and just the reality of her career, to think that, oh, she's in with Ike would be enough is just beyond comprehension to me. Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand how you not, can... not only is we it not enough wholehearted agreement. It's all it's also kind of an insult on some on some level, I think. Oh uh, like every level, I think. I mean yeah. just yeah, look absolutely. at her career, you, you know, I mean first of all she's got one of the greatest voices period in rock and roll history, man or woman, and then reinvents herself uh, into a global icon and superstar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after this amazing career that spans the 60s and 70s as as you know an early queen of rock and roll and then she becomes like her own brand you know what i mean and yeah. the music is so great i couldn't understand why she wasn't already in so she was number one with a bullet on my yes list. very yeah. good fix that error and then you went with yeah. two first year eligibles foo fighters and jay-z yes jay-z i think was my other absolute no-brainer for this year just because of the influence he's had not only on hip-hop but on the music industry and everything yeah he's a giant be- right yeah. he's a legend he's a slam dunk he's the definition in my opinion of a first year eligible like you got to put them what in, more could of. you want now the foo fighters I, you know, here's, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, sort of reveal something here. At first, when I listened to Food Fighters, I was like, yeah, it was like, there's a similarity to all of the music. A lot of their songs, you feel like they could be a, a mush, you know? Yeah, they're quite norm. But you see them live. And of course, Dave Grohl is just an amazing artist, both as a, as a songwriter, but certainly as a performer. And I just think they've taken rock and roll and pushed it into the 21st century in a way that 
almost no other band has. There's just a handful of bands you that really have been able to maintain any kind of chart status in, in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And I think they have managed to push it enough that I felt like they deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that is the uh, that's the argument we've been hearing that, you know, is compelling, you know, that they not only have been able to do that, but in that in doing that, they've kept the genre and the format alive. Yeah, think of it. I mean, other than the Black Keys, you know, there's there's some of those 90s pop punk bands that I think you could have some some arguments about uh, whether or not they eventually could be rock and roll hall of famers. Like uh, I'm not saying that I would you're say you're going to say Blink 182. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to say yeah. it. You're I mean, thinking it. We're all thinking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It will come up. Like it's not that it's never going to come up. There will be a day. Yeah. Oh, so that's four. who took the coveted fifth slot on your ballot. Iron Maiden, dude. Iron Maiden. All right. Yeah, yeah, I just think their influence on metal, metal was kind of always the sort of bastard stepchild of the Rock Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was always a bias against it. How, how long did it take for him to get Black Sabbath in? That was the thing I, you know, that was. Yeah, it was like eight ballots or something. It was really embarrassing. I'd never understood the antipathy towards metal. And so I just went with my gut with Iron Maiden as my fifth pick this year. Well, Mike, thank you so much for sharing your ballot with us and coming on here. No problem. Good talking to you all. We'll see you in uh, Cleveland. Yes, you'll definitely see us in Cleveland. In October. All right. For sure. All right. Take care. Thank you. So great to meet you. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm excited to bring in our next guest. She is a a music and culture critic. She is the author, and I love this, of a book called What Are You Doing Here? A Black Woman's Life and Liberation in Heavy Metal. Hell yes. Let's let's bring in Lena Dawes. Hi. I love the title of your book. That's a great title. Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah. Well, thank you for being on the show. You have never been on the show before, so I want to make sure we give the proper context to our listeners. Uh, How long have you had a Rock Hall ballot? Uh, About five years. Cool. And uh, what is your history with the Hall slash why do you think they gave you a ballot? I don't know. (laughs) No, um, I'm a music (laughs) journalist for over 20 years. I specifically write about metal. And so I believe that they were looking at one point to diversify the ballot holders in terms of genre, in terms of like getting more hard rock, heavy metal people in. And so, yeah, I was asked to uh, join. And so I have, and it's been great. Now, do you have a blank ballot in front of you? I have a blank ballot in front of me. That's what I like to see. Lena, oh... This is exciting. I mean, I know you're metal all day. So are we to assume Iron Maiden is getting a vote from you? Um, You don't have to commit. That was just an assumption on my part. I would say probably. I think in terms of their discography coming from the new wave of British heavy metal in the 80s, um, they've been around for a very long time. I was thinking, though, about Iron Maiden, about their presence in North America. Right, which, you know, they're a band that did not get much radio airplay in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the people that are following them in America tend to be of a certain generation or, let's say, you know, younger people who are starting bands who are looking for inspirations. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that they have a large listener demographic. Mm-hmm. But in terms of their importance in uh, heavy metal in general, they're certainly very prominent. I'm not even a huge fan of Iron Maiden, but I do love what they do. And in terms of their history and what they have produced, it is pretty phenomenal. So 
if you want, if you want some expert analysis, some, if you want to do this strategically, uh, you know, we talk about this ballot every week and have been since it came out. And we, we've been talking about the Rock Hall every week, uh, you know, for years. I will tell you, I don't think Iron Maiden has a chance on this ballot. Should you feel like you want to divert your vote to someone who could use it? I agree with you. I think that this is the problem with being a ballot holder is that, first of all, you have to separate your own personal preferences, which is not really a big issue for me. But I think it's also like looking at kind of their discography, what they have added to rock and roll in general, versus whether they do have a chance to get voted in. And I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be a very slim possibility that they would mm-hmm. get in. Kristen and I will, we, we have some suggestions. <laughs> you know, we've been caping pretty okay. hard okay. for yes. the Go-Go's. They have a, a lot of influence. They have a ton of hits. They are still out there. They had a really great documentary come out. And I think that it's just kind of, mm-hmm. I feel like the momentum is behind them, but because you have such other big names on the ballot this year, they need the votes that they can get because sometimes people are going to be overlooking them in favor of maybe bigger names that are Shoots. calling to them or you were saying, you know, oh, I need to separate myself and my personal taste from the ballot. And I was like, wow, not everybody is doing that. Many people are like, these yeah. are my five favorite bands on this. And or I've only heard of three of these. And so that's who I'm voting for. I mean, people have many different strategies for filling out their ballot. And I appreciate your uh, objective looking at the ballot. Well, I take this seriously. You know, I do take it seriously because I think it is, regardless of what other people think, I know like I'm on Facebook groups where people are like, this is ridiculous. Oh, the whole thing is stupid, you know, because they're not seeing the bands that they personally listen to on the ballot. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. that I agree with you with the Go-Go's because in terms of an all-woman band, the era in which they came out from, the fact that, you know, despite all of the challenges, the documentary was amazing. I really enjoyed watching it. I agree with you because I think that in terms of the history and diversifying the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in general, they would be an important addition, not only because of the pop hits, but also just being an all-woman band mm-hmm. um, that kicks ass. And so, yes. yeah, it's historic. And they paved the way for a lot of like Haim and other bands that have come mm-hmm. out since then. And there's five yeah. living women. Yes. It cannot be overstated. It's like, then they will go on to vote. Then they will go on to perform at the ceremony. There's like, it matters in a multitude of ways. There's also, we've got a lot of thoughts and feelings about trying to put in some living legends while they're here, mm-hmm. you know, give the people their flowers while they can still smell them. Joe has been making a very impassioned case for Dion Warwick to mm. everyone that will listen. <laughs> yeah, I, I, f- I feel pretty strongly about Dion too. I think the Go-Go's and Dion are the ones that I think are so deserving and also could use the vote because I think they're on the cusp. Now, what is kind of mm. implied here is that Tina Turner and Carol King are probably going to walk in without much of a problem. You know, you've got like two legends who are, you know, they're in in different ways already and they're absolutely deserving to go in, but they might not need the vote. I'm starting to worry about Carol, to be honest, though, because Tina I mean, seems I, like far Tina's away. Tina's the is number one with the bullet. She's going to go in without a doubt. 
I'm worried about Carol a little more than I have been prior. Of the people we've talked to, we've talked to six people who voted Tina and one person who's voted for Carol. Although I still think she's she's going to be fine. I hope she is. To be honest with you, I wasn't planning to vote for Tina. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably vote for Carol King in terms of her, again, inspiration to other, like in terms of singing songwriter. She's someone that I really grew up on. My parents had her albums. But I just think in terms of the impact that she's made in the industry, I probably would focus more on Carol King. I think that's wise. And what I feel about Dion is that, you know, she has not been inducted and she is someone who uh, of, you look at these artists, her first records were in, in the 60s. So she has been eligible for a very long time. And I also think about how Dion is, you know, she's 80 years old. She's healthy. She's doing great. She's blowing up Twitter constantly. She is someone who I think to not give her this while she's still alive would be such a such a shame. And the Rock Hall does not have a good recent history of giving awards, especially when we talk about black artists. You know, you look at Whitney Houston and Tori's B.I.G. and Nina Simone and Sister Rosetta Tharp and Tupac, at, you know, and the the only living black artist who's been inducted in the past four years was Janet Jackson. And then the rest, they've been posthumous inductions. And I think that is such a shame. And I think it would be really meaningful for the hall to not only have a more diverse list of inductees, but have people who are alive to appreciate it. Yeah, like I think that Dion probably before Whitney would have made more sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In terms of the meaning of the music that Dion produced, her time in the industry, I was kind of feeling a little weird about that. So I think that Dion is probably on my top, let's say my top seven right now. And without Dion, there is no Whitney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely paved the way. Who else is part of your top seven? I'm glad that I'm having this conversation with you guys because I'm thinking of Fela Kuti. But I really like in terms of like the introduction of funk, of African funk that he brought into North America. Mm -hmm. But he was also someone, I don't know how robust his fandom is in America. Right. He's kind of a critical favorite because Mm -hmm. of his music Mm -hmm. was just so innovative. And I guess in talking to you guys in terms of the importance of having somebody who's still alive, Mm -hmm. and if you're thinking about record sales or like popularity or charts, he misses the mark. But critically, in terms of the music that he created. Beloved. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant musician. Mm -hmm. So that's somebody that I was like, I've been on the fence about, which is from my personal thing, I'd be like, yes, I love him. But in terms of this overall Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't know. I'm not sure right now. Yeah, uh, he is so important and so worthy. But the reality is the lack of name recognition is probably going to hurt him significantly in the vote. You almost never see anyone get in. And this this is sometimes the way we phrase it. Someone who my mom doesn't know. You know, it it tends to be every year when you look at the ballot, then you look at who gets in. The American cultural ubiquity is something that has to be there. And I'm not saying that's something that merits induction. I'm just saying observationally, that tends to be what happens. I cover a lot of underground extreme metal. So the majority of the bands I cover, nobody's heard. (laughs) So, you know, and so I'm not used to thinking about like the popularity, but you're right. If it's not a name that people recognize, it is going to hinder their chances. But on the other hand, if it is a name like Jay-Z, 
And Jay-Z is another one that I've been mulling over because I probably will vote for him mm -hmm. because of his discography and because of how he's grown as an artist. Some people would be very upset if I said that because he's become a complete capitalist. Yeah. But, yeah, sure. you know, but on the other hand, in terms of like even the early stuff, like the blueprint, I've always loved him as an MC. But I did feel that by voting for him, I would be playing the game a little bit in terms of thinking about popularity in American, like his presence in America. I'm still mulling that over, but I probably will. That will be my commercial pick. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. Jay-Z, we do think has a really great shot at getting in. He will probably get in this year. But could use the vote. I but think. could use the vote. Yeah. Especially yeah. since there still exists an anti-hip-hop bias among the voters, the kind of purists, especially, you know, people who have had a ballot for a, a really long time since before hip-hop was included into the Rock Hall. And so I think having a vote for a hip hop artist, I think is always a, a worthy cause because that's, mm -hmm. I think, an important thing for the hall going forward. Um, what do you guys think about New York Dolls? That was something, I'm thinking that they might end up on my list. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get some kind of feedback on that. Like what, are, what have the discussions been about the New York Dolls? Yeah, I, you know, they are, in terms of influence, and especially you look at some of the artists that are in the hall already, like the Ramones or Guns N' Roses or the Sex Pistols, like obviously the New York Dolls blazed a trail for all those bands to to exist. We've been talking a little bit about like, you know, sadly we lost Sil Sylvain within the past mm -hmm. year. And he, now David Johansson is the last surviving member. And, you know, if you think of it like that, of, you know, he has, I think he's kind of ambivalent about the Rock Hall. And sadly, there's there's no one left of that group to give the honor to. But I think the New York Dolls are kind of another group that's on the cusp. I think they mm -hmm. satisfy, you know, a lot of the older white voters who we've talked to. Yes. Almost all of them are voting for the Dolls because it like they're from the 70s, you know, that they're part of that same yeah, kind of New York romantic era that that they tend to gravitate towards well they were such a like pioneer even in terms of the aesthetics mm -hmm. oh absolutely like the, the gender bending and just being out there you know and mm -hmm. in terms of just like stage performance lyricism um and all of that they were so foundational to a lot of uh, later bands i'm thinking of that band that was full of rich kids the strokes yeah that was actually <laughs> 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 No. I got no hate for the strokes, but I just no, think of it. I'm dead. Like That's very, very <laughs> um, but they were good, you know, I really I think they were they were a good band. They are mm -hmm. a good band, but I yeah. think that like you know, they were influenced by these seventies New York kind of punk rock bands that were kind mm -hmm. of doing something unique back then. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for the New York dolls. Okay, so is there anyone else on the ballot here that you're you're looking at? Yeah, um, I was thinking about Todd Rundgren. Like, I've read more about him than I have listened to his music. Mm -hmm, so sure. he's the only person where I think that, like, off the top of my head, I would be like, I think he is an important enough artist, but I need to listen more. He just seems like somebody that should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Is that a positive thing or is that a negative thing? Do we think he fits in in our mind because we're like, oh, yeah, because he belongs? Or is it because... The hall tends to be and has in the past few years, especially been a lot of the same type of music. 
And does that mean we advocate for kind of a pendulum swing to be more inclusive of other types of music that aren't 70s classic rock? Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I think that was one of the reasons why he stood out to me. And I thought, hmm, not too, too familiar, but that's my own bias because I am a rockist. I will admit it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so that is something to think about, actually. That unconscious bias that we all have. Unconscious bias. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's got that aesthetic of the 70s rock Mm -hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. You know, he fits. So, it's like yeah, the tracks like in our yeah. mind where like when we think of someone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we're probably thinking of someone like Todd Rundgren more than we're thinking yeah. of someone like Dionne Warwick. Right. When it comes to our brains, that's what we're thinking. And look at us unpacking it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I I think Kristen and I would both advocate for the pendulum swing. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the past few years and you see bands like Journey and Electric Light Orchestra and Yes and Bon Jovi and the Moody Blues and the Cars and the Dire Straits and Roxy Music and Zombies and Def Leppard and Doobie Brothers, T-Rex. Like it's, it's just so, so many. And then you look at, you maybe you get one or two, if you're lucky, every year of something outside of that and that this could be a year where you could swing the other way and that would be a good thing to create a more diverse wider array larger spectrum of artists in the hall right right yeah another one that i was thinking about was the foo fighters i probably will not vote for them but i'm really on the fence thinking about it critically I don't know what to to do with that. Yeah, we've heard some interesting defenses of the Foo Fighters recently, but I think we both kind of feel like not yet. You know, they're newly eligible this year and, you know, that's great. But there's a lot of artists on this ballot who've been eligible for a very long time. And, you know, they can wait a few years and it it will not be an issue. And they also probably will still get in this year. Yeah, Dave Grohl is very popular. (laughs) Dave Grohl is very popular and he's very popular within the hall and within the music industry and people are voting for their friends and that's what they want to do. I would probably vote for Shaka Khan over the Foo Fighters because Shaka Khan to me, I know that she's been up a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Rufus has been up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that you know, in terms of her contribution as a vocalist, I probably would vote for her over the Foo Fighters. She yeah. is on my personal ballot. If I got a ballot, I would be voting for Shaka Khan. Yeah. Unless Joe convinced me to switch out my one slot and move it over to Dion, you know what? he's if, done. If you, if, like, if you had a ballot and I had a ballot, I think we would maybe both vote for Shaka and both vote for Dion and then probably yes, not vote for and we probably not vote for Tina, which would break my heart because I love, like, that's been a passion of mine is getting Tina Turner on I know, the ballot solo. <laughs> imagine I have a ballot and I don't vote for Tina. I probably wouldn't, though. You're right. Now that we've spent so much time talking about it, I actually probably would not vote for Your Tina. Your vote, vote is better spent elsewhere. Yeah. Wow. Can't believe I'm saying that. Feels That's weird. cold. <laughs> <laughs> it feels. I shivered. I was so cold. I shivered. Yeah. I feel weird saying. Get a jacket. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Joe's like, get a jacket and get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, are you ready to start filling in some boxes? Yes, I am ready. Okay. So, do we want to first box up? Do we want to put in the go go's? Yes, I'll put in the go go's. Yay! I love it. Love to see it. Absolutely. So I'm also going to, I will pick Jay-Z. Great. Yeah, great. It's a great choice. Excellent. And I'm going to pick Carol King. We would love to see it. Oh my gosh. Your ballot is making me very happy right now. It's a good ballot. Yeah, no, oh, I, I, it's a good ballot. Yeah. 
So now I've got two left. Actually, what about Rage Against the Machine? What do you guys think about that? That was another one I was on the Yeah, a great about. band. I would say similarly to Foo Fighters, they can wait. They're these okay. 90s bands who are great, but we still, we have work to do in eras before them. Right. So I think then my next one is going to be the New York Dolls. Okay. I, I think that's a fine choice. I think it's a fine choice. It's a fair choice. And it's one that you clearly feel very informed and passionate about their influence. Uh, yeah, you have good reasons. So my last pick would be between Dionne Warwick and probably Devo. And, and Devo, I think I voted for Devo before. Yes. And they've been on the ballot. Two years ago. Yeah. And yeah. they so I are- guess, I think I voted for them then. Devo, they're a, they're a favorite. And how'd that go? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> cold. Now we're, now we're all cold. <laughs> sorry. That wasn't very nice. I couldn't. I'm so sorry. I really- I'm, You're getting catty. Know. It's four o'clock. I've had nothing to drink, but I am on one right now. I don't know how to explain it. Well, here, here's what I will I'm say. I'm also normally the really nice one. Yeah, well, I don't know about that anymore. That's not true. So if, if we're thinking strategically, I would say Dion could use the vote and that Devo okay. probably is not going to make it this year. It's, mm. The competition is too stiff. And kind of knowing that they did not do great the last time they were on the ballot, it might take a different makeup of the ballot and maybe a, a few more years. And that's I'm saying that as like a, a big Devo fan. Yes. Okay. They are yeah. one of Joe's, abs- they're probably Joe's favorite band band on this ballot. And he is still like probably be not the best year to vote for them. I gotta be real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then my last pick will be Dion Warwick. I love it. And this is based on this conversation. Thank you for this. Wow. I don't know if I would have if I had not spoken to you first. Thank you for this opportunity yes. to talk through this with you because, and for, yeah, your your insights and your openness to like hearing us out as well, because it's really exciting to have a great conversation about it. Yeah. Well, thank you because you actually, it really helped being able to talk about this so and talk it through so thank you this has been great Ooh, do that as a sound clip <laughs> send it out to everybody with their ballot i was gonna say i think uh, our numbers should be at the bottom of the ballot mm-hmm. for every voter if they, if they need to talk it out with someone we're available confused need help call joe and Kristen. <laughs> excellent well your ballot is a great one the go-go's jay-z carol king new york dolls and dion warwick Absolute yeah. stunner of a ballot. Yeah, uh, and I feel good about it. So it's, it's all good. Yay. Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, great. Well, well, thanks again so much. Thank this you. was a pleasure. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank yes, you. Please. Thank okay. you. Take it easy. Take care. Bye-bye. Take it okay, easy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. How um, fun. That was great. Wow. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Kristen, uh, why don't we call up the next person? He was on the nominating committee for 26 years. He is a music historian, researcher, writer. Let's bring in Arthur Levy. Hi, Arthur. Hi, Joe. Hi, Kristen. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Long and storied career on the nominating committee. Wow. I think you have the, the longest tenure of uh, anyone who has appeared on this show. So, Jeez. You know that there was a... Uh, Mass culling? The word 
a purge, purge but there was a call, <laughs> calling that occurred yeah. in 2015 in the summer of 2015. oh yes and about 17 people were let go from the nominating committee which only had about 25 to 30 members who came to meetings at any given point so that was a kind of a huge shock when that happened to all of us yeah, but you still got a vote. Yes, and some of those people uh, actually got their vote taken away too. Jesus, Whoa, that seems double. extreme. That seems wow. Were you a voter before you were on the nominating committee? Sure, I was not only a voter, but I was working with the curatorial committee with the actual architects and designers of the Hall of Fame in Cleveland, uh, who came to New York and wanted to sit with people who were like me, who were going to be involved later on in, in more serious capacity with the Hall of Fame. And we sat with them and looked at designs and, well, this should go here, this should go there. Because they weren't, you know, they were architects and designers. They were not so much rock and roll people. Exactly. You know I, mean. I don't think, uh, you know, lead architect I.M. Pei even yeah. really had... <laughs> Any connection to, I don't think he, he cared for rock and roll at all. And yet the hall looks cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the hall is an iconic building. I mean, it really. When, uh, when you're looking at that building, you're looking at I am pay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, that's why they had to say long live rock in front of it so that we knew like this isn't the Louvre, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the ballot this year. Now, have you already turned your ballot in? I haven't because I've been in L.A. for almost a month, and I thought I was going to be here for about a week and a half. Uh, we're staying longer than, than we thought. <laughs> so, Is your ballot stuck in New York? My ballot's at home in New York. It's, it's sitting on my desk. You'll be back in time to postmark it? I'll be back in time to make my vote for... <laughs> who, are, who are we thinking? So I, I, I'm, I'm curious who, who you are looking at this year. My number one magnet that I'm drawn to is the New York Dolls. They're so influential, and David Johansson's such a great artist, and all of the musicians who came through the New York Dolls. For I mean, virtually every single one of them is a legendary musician. So the New York Dolls come first. Todd Rundgren has been nominated before. I'm certainly going to vote for Todd Rundgren. I'm going to vote for LL Cool J because... Um, I worked with LL Cool J at the very, very beginning. Uh, I was at Columbia Records in 1984-85 when Def Jam first arrived at Columbia uh, with the Beastie Boys and LL Cool J mm -hmm. and Public Enemy, and those first records were coming out on Columbia. So LL Cool J's got my vote. And I'm, I'm, look I'm looking around. I'm looking at Kate Bush. I'm looking at the Go-Go's because they were the first rock and roll playing girl group to have that level of success. Yeah, that's, you mentioned the Go-Go's, and I think that is a good one to mm -hmm. seriously consider, especially when we think of the rock hall as, you know, canonizing as, you know, what's important to the history of rock. And the distinctions that you brought up, I think are extremely historic. You know, being a girl band that wrote their own music, going to number one, having the level of success they had while still making records that were great, I think that is historic. And also when you look at, especially in the recent past of the hall and the number of women versus the number of men inducted, I think it would be a good gesture to induct five living women who want to be there, who would show up to the induction. And the 
it would be meaningful to them. So we, we have five solo women or six solo women plus the Go-Go's? Six solo women and then the Go-Go's, yeah. And so that's that's an incredible amount of representation. Yes. Now, when when the vote is counted, does that equity carry over? Well, not on your ballot so far. So <laughs> uh, you got two more spots to make it up, but uh. exactly. And I'm a huge Kate. I'm a huge Kate Bush fan. So. Kathy might get a vote from me. Yeah, well, you've got two Kathys. You got Kathy Valentine, and then you've got you've got Bush. <laughs> so if you want to double Kathy, it uh, <laughs> you could. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, Joe. But I would say, you know, thinking kind of strategically and looking at the results each year and who gets inducted, I would say that the Go Go's could use the vote, and they have more likely chance to get inducted than Kate Bush, who I love. But if you're if you're trying to operate strategically, also if your last two votes were just the Go-Go's and Kate Bush, I think that would be a fine way to round out your ballot. Right. And are the uh, votes weighted this year or are they just nope. one to five? It's just you, you, you click the you X the box. They used to be weighted. I've heard that. And I like that. I like that system. How were they weighted? Was it like a ranked choice where you would put them in order? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Number one would get five points. Number two would get four points. I like that a lot. You like, I wish you they- like that. Okay. I do. A lot of people didn't like that. We're, so we're looking at we're looking at a pretty I would say a pretty good ballot here, especially if you go for the Go Go's. I know I would I would personally sign off on it. Agree. Uh, Our big cause celebs this year are definitely the Go Go's and Dion Warwick is someone that we are also think could use a vote. Like we think she's got a shot. She is someone who has high re- name recognition. She has legend status. I think a lot of people are like, oh, Dionne Warwick, yeah. She's probably going to be somewhere in the middle when it comes to the vote getting. So a vote for her is probably gives her a bit of a lift. Different people have different criteria for their voting. My number one overriding has always been influence. Your influence on rockers. You can take someone like, De- well, not I don't say someone like Dionne Warwick. You can take Dionne Warwick and you can point to her influence on any number of female rock vocalists, rock sure. and roll vocalists, mm-hmm. from Chrissy Hine to uh, Cindy Lauper to, you know, the, the list is endless, who will, yeah. who will say that Dionne Warwick is an influence for them. That counts a lot for me. And I think that's a good criteria. And I think you also look, we just inducted Whitney Houston last year. That's someone who it's a very direct line from Dionne. <laughs> yeah, she's a legend. She's a powerhouse. Well, I don't know if you want to commit on the air to your final two votes. I understand that's something you maybe want to do. You want to do privately <laughs> or, you know, who knows as you ruminate on this and you eventually get back to your ballot in New York. <laughs> But but I think I've been between the lines with you guys, Joe and Kristen. I think I've laid out my five or six who, who I'm leaning towards. Of your three that you're thinking about, if you feel stuck as you're filling out your ballot in New York, just know that we're pushing for the Go-Go's and Dion. So if you feel like you can't, you just can't choose. If you can hear our whispers in the back of your mind, if you can feel from Los Angeles just blowing on the wind, a little push of the pen toward Dion. Wow. That's, that's strong medicine right there. That's us. <laughs> that, that would be, obviously, you, you make the choices you want to make, but the, that, that would be, on a kind of a closing note, that would be our suggestion for the rest of your ballot. Okay, well, well taken, well taken. 
Well, Arthur, thank you again so much for joining us. Safe travels back to New York City. Happy trails to you, my yes, friend. Yes, thank you so much, Arthur. Very nice we'll talk to you, to you soon. Talk Take care. soon. Yes. Bye-bye. Next, let's call up. She is also someone who is on the nominating committee. She is no longer, but she is the senior director of NPR Music. Let's call Lauren Onkey. Hey, guys. Good to meet Hello. you. Hello. Good to meet you. Hi. Welcome to the show. I love what you do. Thank you. Oh, wow. I'm a huge fan. The conversation is, it's fun, but it's also really raising such important issues about an institution that drives me crazy, but I love and care about and I think matters, so. Wow, you are right in the middle of the both of us then. Exactly. <laughs> that summarizes the <laughs> philosophy of the show, I think. So, Lauren, you have not been on the show before, so I want to make sure I give the proper context uh, sure. to our listeners. You are a former nominating committee member. So I was vice president in, uh, of education at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame from 2008 to 2015. Mm -hmm. And so that period I was on the nominating committee from 2008 to 2015. And then now I'm a voter. I've remained a voter. Were you a voter before then or was that involvement what got you a ballot? No, when I, when I joined the staff, that's when I became a, a nominating committee member and a voter in 2008. Straight to the top, straight to the top. We love <laughs> to see go. it. We might as well jump into the ballot. Have you filled yours out yet? I haven't made all my decisions. Okay, we love, so, we love to hear you it. You know, because I love to take time. You know, my ballot, my experience is like deeply informed by having worked there for so long and talking to hundreds and hundreds of people about what they thought, what I thought, how you decide. So mm -hmm. I always spend a lot of time on it. Is there anyone that you think for sure is getting a vote from you this year? Yeah, three artists for sure. Tina Turner, Carol King, and the Go-Go's. That is Lauren! music Lauren! to our ears. I think you knew that already. Actually, 100. Oh, perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect score so far. That's our, that's our... Uh, I mean, you you listened. So I think you knew you were going to get that response. Uh, I'm, I'm still happy. I don't listen to our show, so I'm glad. <laughs> Those you got to. The thing that I struggle with on this ballot, and I would say this is true for the last number of years, I think there's too many people on the ballot. And mm -hmm. you all know because you've paid attention closely, but you know, the nominating committee has done a lot of good work in say making a case year after year after year for LL. And it, there's certain artists like that that the nominating committee keeps putting on the ballot. But I would love to see a slightly smaller ballot, like maybe a dozen to force a little bit more of the will of the nominating committee sometimes, because I think that group, while not always perfect, has really, you know, worked hard to put some people forward. So I'd just love to see a little skinnier ballot and yeah. do more work on the early influence categories, those sort of categories that can be a little, you know, that just function a little differently. I hadn't thought of it as a thing that could be solved with a smaller ballot. I, I hadn't even thought of it that way, but we do often talk obviously about like using the side categories to oh, like yeah. just force people. It's like put Falakuti in influence or world music, like whatever, because the voters at large are not going unless, to respond to Fela if the voting process is going to continue to be the way that it has been. We just kind of know that based on the results every year. You know, someone who is not known to American audiences is not going to do well. That's just kind of sadly how it works. And 
Like I, and I, I like the suggestion of the smaller ballot. You know, the hall has done that a few years uh, in the past where, you know, you have nine names in the ballot. And right. by doing that, you know that the majority of your people on the ballot are going to get inducted. But, yeah. but I think more broadly, like being more consistent about those other categories, it's something I'd really love to see. You know, oh. I mean, early mm-hmm. influence is a really, and you can criticize the Hall of Fame for all kinds of things, but there's a lot of great work, and especially in the early years that they did, right? Like we're, we're unhappy that Carol King's not been inducted as a solo artist, but they got Carol King and Jerry Goffin in right away when they should have. They deserve to be in as songwriters. That was really important. And there's some early influence people like on early R&B that it's just, they nailed it, right? But then they closed down that category, really. And you should have early influence every year because Absolutely. our understanding of the past mm-hmm. is different, right? Yes. We start to look back in a different way. And so I'd love to see some of those categories just be done every year. You know, I mean, like it's not going to take up a ton of real estate in the ceremony because a lot of these people are from a very long time ago. They're no longer around. I mean, you can devote the time, but it's not going to be, you don't have to worry about the right. person accepting the, the award and going off script. They're not going to be there. So, But it gives you a chance to go back to somebody like the Five Royales who are freaking awesome. And I'm thrilled that we got them in. in, in and that was a great induction. We'll be lost. Another thing I'll note, I was part of a group that worked on that when we got the Comets and the Crickets and the Miracles in. And like, there's an example, Joe, of what you're talking about. Like, okay, however many years ago, just the front person was inducted. Mm-hmm. Now this, this institution is much farther down the road. We recognize that actually there's a group there. So let's do some work and figure out who that should be. And they all went in at once. I think some of those projects would be really, really great. I would like to see it. And I'm curious, there's a new chairman of the Rock Hall within the past year, John Sykes. I'm curious if the, what we will see, if it will continue down the road it's been on, if there will be no major change or if his tenure will be different, if there will be any major changes that are meaningful as opposed to just cosmetic, which we might also see. But let's look at your ballot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you've got your top three going. We love that. We love to hear it. Who else is on else your is consideration list? Yeah. Who's in and the I mix? I have to say what I do, even though I have really strong opinions about this, is I really spend some time listening and re-listening every year. Because even though an artist might be on the ballot where I'm like, absolutely, Carol King needs to be in. I will go back and spend some time with the catalog. Sometimes I go back to the catalog and it reaffirms the fact that I don't think somebody should be. <laughs> or, or I just go, man, I really had no idea. So I have been doing a whole bunch of listening and re-listening. I have um, to say, God bless you, because we have talked to many voters at this truly. point who aren't putting in even an ounce of this oh, level man, of consideration. You do it. It's so great. It's one, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I was drawn to the Rock Hall was when the ballot comes out, it's just like, here's a list of people, here's an excuse to get into their music again, or for the first time. Yeah, the CEO of the, of the museum between 1999 and 2012, Terry Stewart, always had this great line that I, I used to use all the time, which is, make a good case for somebody to be in who you don't like, not yeah. that you don't think is worthy, but mm-hmm. you, you're not a fan of. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you do that, you're like, oh, okay. 
this isn't about like my identity <laughs> as a fan <laughs> when I was, right? I mean, it mm -hmm. is partly, you can't ever put that aside. It's not objective at all, but I found that was a really good exercise. So anyway, you know, I still got more listening to do. People still in the running for me, Mary J. Blige. It's a long shot for me, but Devo. I think Mary J is also Mary a long Jay shot. Mary J is not. I, I mean, just considering that Shaka Khan is also still is still on the bill. The competition within the genre yeah. is stiff, and she's kind of a new kid on the yeah. ballot. So, you know, there's not as much of a, a rush, I would say. But it's like, are we going to repeat this 25? Like, we have yes, to she will be. Once Shaka gets in, it'll be Mary yeah. J who's the new Shaka. Uh, Shaka definitely, very likely that I'll vote for Shaka. I. I've been a strong advocate for her when I was on the committee and I voted for every year. In fact, there's a lingering sentence that I wrote about her still on the ballot text I noticed today. Can you tell us which sentence it is? Oh, I said uh, something like, at a time when audiences for rock and soul were splitting into different camps, Khan's voice represented the racial and social integration at the heart of rock and roll. I was sort of really interested in the way that rock and roll kind of resegregates, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It integrates and then it resegregates. Like, I mean, no one would have ever questioned putting Otis Redding in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. ever. Why isn't Luther Vandross in? Mm -hmm. That's if, a great point. If soul and R&B singers of, of the, with that kind of voice and power belong, then why not late 70s and 80s R&B, but it's like the music kind of resegregated and so it didn't kind of count anymore. And I always thought that Rufus and Shaka Khan kind of broke through that where people were hearing that as rock, even though it was a kind of mix of R&B and rock. So Shaka, a big, big one for me. Fela, for sure. I mean, that kind of international, huge impact, long, long tail of a career, still really kind of being discovered, I think, by younger listeners. LL Cool J, because hip hop's, crucial to this whole thing and he should have been in years ago and Dionne Warwick those are the ones that are still in the running for me but I have to say that there's hardly anybody on this ballot I think who isn't interesting or deserving in some way we've been talking to voters and I have been pushing Dionne Warwick for a number of reasons out of everyone and this would be excluding Carol and Tina, who are already in, she has waited the longest. You know, mm -hmm. her first records were in the early to mid '60s, and so if we're if we're looking at it chronologically, yeah. she is she is first. She also had a very long career, you know, that yeah. stretched into the '80s, had a comeback or two, and I also think about you know, there's a few things here. There's one the the recent history of the hall. You don't see a lot of living. Black artists inducted. You know, if we're looking at Whitney, Biggie, Nina Simone, Sister Rosetta, Tupac, the only recent living Black artists who've been inducted are Janet and now Rudders. NWA. Right. And then, yeah, if we keep, if we keep going back, but if, if we're looking in the past few years, majority of the Black musicians who've been inducted, it's been posthumous, which is a shame. And I think about how Dionne Warwick is 80 years old mm -hmm. and is doing great and is healthy, active. She's, you know, in the past year or so, she has been out there and <laughs> it's, been, it's been very cool to see. And she's someone who I think would really take it seriously and it would mean a lot to her. And so I, to me, she feels like a priority. If, if we are to take, you know, this kind of impossible task of all these artists who are worthy and who is a priority, I look at Dion as someone who she has waited long enough and she is more than worthy 
and let's give her her laurels while she's she can still appreciate it. I think there's a really strong case to be made. I was taking a walk in the middle of the day today and, and listening to some, I mean, that incredible run she has in the, you know, for, back early back to mid 60s. Mm-hmm. I mean, walk on by and, oh my oh. God, this girl's in love with ah. her. makes me fall out of my chair and mm-hmm. her phrasing and her style and, you know, her duet with the spinners and just a remarkable career. And I define rock and roll super broadly the thing I'm trying to sort with her is like, is that rock and roll in any sense that where I can make sense of it? That might come from my own experience because I'm 57. Dionne Warwick was certainly, I always heard, right? Like I heard, I say a little prayer when I was a little kid, but it would have been music that my swing and big band loving parents dug and my boomer sister, who was a rock and roll Beatles person, she, it's not like she didn't like it, but it was not Motown, right? It felt mm-hmm. like older mm-hmm. music. So I'm trying to listen to it and think about not is she incredibly important and worthy, but how does this kind of make sense within the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, my thoughts on that are, you know, she certainly took a direction into R&B in the later parts of her career when yeah. you look at like you said then came you with the spinners and then after that with arista songs like deja vu which is an extremely like groovy funky song and then i also you know i think about how when it really gets down to it rock and roll was created by black americans 100 percent. you know and i think even though dion's music in the backrack david era is polished and you know safe for the whole family and safe for your parents. I think her being a black woman in the 60s and achieving the success and fame that she did, I think was extremely important to the trajectory of all music, including rock and roll, that she broke down doors, she paved the way. Sure. And and even by being a, a black woman recording artist at that time is inherently subversive for the 60s. Sure. I don't think she's safe, by the way, by saying mm-hmm. that my parents liked her. I didn't mean that she was safe. It was just that she was singing in a style that my brain heard mm-hmm. as from a previous that era. That was not, not appealing to the youth. That as much. You know, yeah. I also, if you take kind of the hall precedent into account, the Dusty Springfield induction, the Whitney Houston induction, it's like Dion is right. If those two are in and it's like there's really not a way to criteria out Dion from also being in. Yeah, like none of this, you know, it's not like I'm fully consistent all the time. <laughs> it's just I'm, I'm trying to fit her in in that way. But, you know, she's very, very close for me and so important and I think super influential. I mean, I could easily do a ballot. It's very likely I could do a ballot of, of the Go-Go's, Carol King, Tina Turner, Dion Warwick, and Shaka Khan. That's highly likely. That mm-hmm. is a perfect ballad, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, we, I think we would push your last two to be Shaka and Dion. Do you think we could get you to commit to five here and now? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to want more time with it? I think I'm going to want more time. I appreciate your, your level of consideration. Which is probably why you're thinking like, damn, why did you come on if you hadn't decided <laughs> No, it's good. We love to have these conversations before people have decided because it's really, I mean, we can get in there and 
<laughs> just plant a little, a few suggestions, you know? Lauren, let me ask you, do you know Miles Marshall Lewis, the writer? I do not. Okay. So he's in the waiting room. If you knew him, I was going to say, we could all have a party, but otherwise I think I'm going to, I'll just wrap up. But we've got to have you on for a future episode. If yes. Joe is ever sick, I'm calling you in as co-host. <laughs> uh, you're incredible. I, mean, I love how you go deep on people who are on the ballot. I think that is a service to the people who vote because oh, thank you. you bring people on who know things and then you go deep on the career. And that's so great. That's so, so great. And love what you do. I'll try to decide, but that's where I am. Lauren, okay. let us know where you land. We would love to hear. Yes, and, please, you know. please let us know. But thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I'm sure we will talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Um, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Kristen, why don't we call up the next person? He is a writer, author, pop critic. Let's bring in Miles Marshall Lewis. Hi, Miles. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. You have not uh, been on the show before, so I want to make sure our audience knows who you are and gets the proper context. And we'll do that through the rock hall. How long have you had a rock hall ballot? Wow. This is probably my fourth year voting. Okay. So relatively new. Yeah. I was glad to get the ballot in the mail yeah. one day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, Surprise. it a lot. Yeah. No, it's very cool, actually. Do you have any history with the hall or do you know specifically why you received a ballot? No, not really. I mean, I presume there was probably a diversity push about four years ago. Probably a good idea. Uh, and rightfully so, you know. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, I was a Rolling Stone writer in the late 90s and, you know, in the early 80s, I suppose. Um, like, give you a ballot then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit. You know? Why not? <laughs> Right, right. No, but, uh, you know, for whatever reason it took, uh, as long as it took, I'm, I'm glad to have my voice heard finally. Absolutely. Now, did you fill out your ballot yet? I did. I mailed it uh, probably a month ago or so. Wow. So did you know right away when you opened it up, you were like, I know who I'm voting for. Then you for sure. just lick the envelope, put it in and say <laughs> goodbye. For sure. For sure. I mean, you know, on the website, you know, I don't want to say ordinary people, but people who are not you know, no, they are ordinary. Ballots. They are the masses. <laughs> Thousands right. of people get together to try to make one ballot. Um, <laughs> sure. Your, I mean, each we're all clip. ordinary, but the point being, ways, yes. uh, you know, you can go on the site and you can vote. And so I did that just as a fan, you know, and so I already knew before I checked my mailbox uh, and received the ballot in the mail who I was going to vote for and kind of why. I was trying to see who was in the lead yesterday to see if it was, it's Tina now, yeah? It's Tina. It's been close between Tina and, and Fela. Good. I voted for both of them. Yeah, you know, the way it works on the site is exactly the way it works uh, with the official ballot. And for that matter, when they opened it up for people to vote online, uh, it was all lit up on my t Twitter timeline. You know, like people were excited to yeah. just sort of uh, pretend like they were voting for real, you know, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, helped, all these normal helped. people doing their little <laughs> ballot cosplay. <laughs> no, but it, it helped me, you know, solidify who, who I wanted to vote for. And, you know, for that matter, I guess there are people who I voted for last year that still didn't get in. And so I knew they'd be receiving my vote automatically again this year. You know, they'll keep yeah. getting it until they get in. So then that left me two or three other slots. I'm you like, know, does I, that... I is that Miss Shaka Khan that, that yep. okay. I'm like, cause she yep. was on last year. She is a personal perennially on the ballot and she is right. perennially in my playlist. I love her and I want mm -hmm. her in and I worry for her and I'm like, let's go. Uh, right, okay. Right. So we had, you said Tina, Fela, 
and Shaka. Shaka. All right, all the right. A, all the ending with all A's. The two, is there anybody two else? syllables ending with A's, <laughs> <Yeah>. first names. <laughs> right, and then there's the hip hop contingent heard from, you know, so LL and Jay Z for me. Beautiful. That's a good. That's ballot. a solid ballot. Well, thank you. You know, I mean, I, I have love for the Go Go's. Certainly, Mary J. Blige as well, and um, Dionne Warwick was sort of a tossed up you know I was like wow do I do Dion or do I do Tina but I chose Tina and to be able to fill out an all-black ballot is pretty Mm -hmm. monumental uh we were saying this year it's one of the few years I don't know if it's ever been in the past that you could have voted for all women this year you could vote for all black artists like there's right (laughs) it's a wild ballot this year historically for the hall yes absolutely I have never been more shocked (laughs) than when the nominees were told to me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You know, I honestly I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I know that there's a meme of um Issa Rae from Insecure uh, on mm-hmm. HBO. You know, I'm rooting on, for on everybody the, black, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on the red carpet somewhere, saying she, she said it. I think it was black, when you know? yeah they yeah they said like who do you want to win tonight? And she just said I'm right. rooting for everybody black. <laughs> right, Goodbye. right. I like, mean, it wasn't my intention. And as I say, uh, you know, I definitely have love for the Go Go's, and I think that they belong in. And uh, that they're an important band. And, you know, I can't even honestly name uh, five self-contained female bands off the top of my head, really. And the Go-Go's, they're definitely pioneering in that regard. And they belong in, but they just, they didn't fit on my ballot. You know, uh, Jay-Z is, is one of the greatest MCs of all time. And I feel like, you know, he just deserves it if, if anybody does. LL, you know, naturally paved the way for Jay-Z and so many others. He was the backbone of, Def Jam recordings, you know, from the very first album, which was my favorite hip hop album of all time for like years and years. Uh, it came out when I was in high school. And Fela pioneered Afrobeat, obviously. He's got a whole genre that he's sort of responsible for moving forward. He belongs in. Tina Turner, she was like the second person on the cover of Rolling Stone ever, you know, like yeah. she, She's so she deserves it. Crucial. And Shaka, you know, I just, I just love her. I don't feel like Mary J. Blige could get in before Shaka Khan. And I always say this. I just remember the B-side to Real Love was her cover of Sweet Thing. And it's exactly. like the reason that I knew about Shaka Khan was because of Mary J. Blige. Yeah. To me, Shaka's got to go in and she's got to go in first. And I love Mary right. J. Blige. I want her in someday. But sure, how many sure. times does Shaka have to be on the ballot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in terms of Neil Soul and just the whole movement that Mary was a part of with rappers appearing on your single, you know, Mm -hmm. like Shaka was doing that, uh, you know, way back in 1984 uh, with I Feel For You. And, you know, yeah, like, let me love you, Shaka Khan. Let me love you, Nicole. What do you, you know, like- Iconic. Iconic, absolutely. (laughs) She hadn't done anything else. She would get it for that. And, you know, she did so much more. Yeah, I'd say solid picks all around. Well, Miles, I think that about does it. Uh, Thank you for making the time for us and sharing your ballot with us. Great. No, it's not a problem. I'm glad you found me and it was great to be on. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for uh, yeah, yeah sharing thank your you. ballot with us. That was a, a real treat, Miles. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Joe. Take care. We'll talk to you okay. soon. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Kristen, the next person we're going to be talking to is someone we've talked to before. A rare New York person that we've actually talked to in person. Uh, he was on the nominating committee for 26 years. Uh, he was an A&R man, a record producer. He overall, I think we'd call him a music business veteran. Let's bring in Greg Geller. Hi, Greg. Hey, guys. Good to see you again. Yeah, so it's, good it's, to see it's you. It's good to see you. 
So I, I mentioned that you were on the nominating committee for, for 26 years. You know, it's been a while since you've been on the show. So I always make sure I try to give the context for our audience. Did you have a ballot even before you were on the nominating committee? Uh, I did, as a matter of fact. But I got on the nominating committee pretty early on. Pretty quickly, like within the first five years. I think the way it worked was the first year, I right at the last minute produced that well, it wasn't a CD at the time. It was a cassette mm-hmm. of music wow. inductees. You know, it was a last-minute idea, and they asked me to do it, and I did it. And from that point on, I became a voting person. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe I got on the nominating committee a year or two or three after that, pretty early. I want to touch on that because that's a tradition that I love, which is that you curate almost like a mixtape of the music from the inductees each year, a tradition that has continued. Until now. Are you not going to be doing it for the upcoming ceremony? Do you know? You know, when the uh, 2020 inductees were announced, Mm -hmm. I did what I would do every year. I call up Joel Perisman, who is, you know, the head of the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I said, Joel, would you like me to do a CD this year? And every year, for many years, he would say, yes, of course, until last year when he said, let me get back to you. You could feel that's not, you don't, we don't love a let me get back to you. We live in LA. We know all about let me get back to you. <laughs> well, listen, I, as a music business veteran, I'm very uh, familiar with the terminology. Uh, so he didn't get back to me. And then COVID struck. And yeah. You know, the Hall of Fame was postponed and then canceled. And so it, it never happened. And I'm not expecting it to ever happen again. Wow. Good things have to come to an end. I think I did 34 of them in a row. Yeah. I mean, just just for kicks, are you going to make the call after the inductees are announced? This I don't know. I haven't decided that yet. I, maybe I'll play hard to get. Maybe he needs to call me. <laughs> well, Greg, you already turned in your ballot this year, correct? That is correct. Was there anybody on this list that you were, in particular, very excited to vote for? You know, my number one choice this year was Todd Rundgren, and he was right up there near the top last year as well, although maybe not number one. Sure. I'm curious to see how different your ballot is going to be from your friend, Bob Merlis, who we've already talked to. (laughs) We did did not collude this year. Okay. I mean, frequently we do, but this year there was no discussion. Oh, wow. um, Interesting. Between us about who we were voting for. So I'll be of interest. Did Bob vote for Todd? Oh, he sure sure did. Anyone else up there as a a for sure pick? Uh, New York Dolls. I had a feeling. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling. <laughs> I had a feeling. I think of you as a, a New York man. Were you one of those guys? Because we, we talked to Bob and we talked to other people who were like Roy Trakin, who were around during like the Mercer Street stuff. Yeah, I actually saw the dolls at the Mercer Art Center. Well, there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. And, you know, my really good friend, Paul Nelson, who was uh, an A&R man at Mercury, was the guy who signed them, ultimately. Yeah. But we all went to see them, I think, on the same night. I mean, the entire... New York A&R contingent was there. Well, okay, great. So dolls- well, I just thought it would be real nice for the dolls to get in while at least one member was still alive. Sure. We'll see about that, of course. I mean, if the ballots we've seen are any indication, that's looking okay decent, for them. They have a decent yeah. shot. I don't think there's a, they're a sure shot, but I, I think they, they've definitely got a lot of people in their corner. Greg, did you vote for Dionne Warwick? I did. There we go. 
There we go, <laughs> excellent, excellent Greg. Pick. We like that pick quite a bit. I imagine that in some quarters that would be a controversial pick because you know she's not exactly rock and roll in the traditional sense. But given the fact that you know the Hall of Fame has broadened the boundaries has long since broadened those boundaries. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. feel constrained anymore, mm-hmm. you know, to- uh, Fly free, Greg. <laughs> Fly yeah. free, use those votes as you will. Exactly, she was terrific. And her many of her earliest records were sort of, you know, sophisticated R&B records. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's close enough for me. I saw her many times in the early days and she was, you know, brilliant performer. Truly one of the greats. She's a legend yeah, by yeah. any estimation. Well, so far you're three for three on a Merlis ballot, right? Oh, or yeah. did, did, yeah, did Merlis go for the dolls? Yeah. You're, that is you got, there was apparently no collusion, but there is some crossover. So, <laughs> uh, Will you make us happy and tell us you voted for the Go-Go's? I did vote for the Go-Go's. Yes, I did. That's <laughs> Now, not only were you on pace with Bob, you have now surpassed Bob in yep. our right. well, you have a better it. ballot. I should, I should hope so. I better ballot so. and we like it. <laughs> I thought, you know, the Go-Go's have a, you know, a real place in history, you know, as the first truly, hugely successful all-girl band. And I thought the records were exciting and rocking and wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Simply put, they rock. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Now I'm, I'm looking at the rest of the ballot and I'm thinking, so one thing I know about your colleagues is that you're not, you're not keen on the double induction, but no, am I wrong? Am I wrong you're here? Wrong, you're wrong about me in that regard. Oh, um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh-oh. I mean, <laughs> I'm understand- getting excited. <laughs> I understand the inclination to be against double and even triple inductees, but it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's, some might say it's too late, baby. Now it's too late, though <laughs> well, we really did try to make it. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get to that in a second. <laughs> you know, I, I believe in precedence, and this is no time to establish a new rule along those lines. Besides, it came down, my fifth choice came down to either Carol King or Tina Turner. And the way I resolved that selection was to say that Tina, having been inducted as Ike and Tina Turner, was inducted as a performer and a recording artist. Mm-hmm. Carol has been inducted as a songwriter, but never as a performer. So right. And yet that category is literally called the non-performer category. Yeah. So I came down in favor of Carol. It was a great choice. You really nailed it. Tina doesn't need your vote. Carol, I think, does. <laughs> yeah, strategically, we, we've been thinking about this, and Tina doesn't need anybody's vote. She's going to walk away with it. Yeah, and that's fine. I love Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. As we all do. So I have no problem with Tina getting a double induction, but I'd prefer Carol. I think Carol's going to get in, and I similarly to Tina, I, I don't think she needs your vote, but having talked to people already... Uh, she needs your vote more than Tina. So I think you made the right call. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Finger we're, crossed we're, for Carol. We're the pollsters this year. so <laughs> We really are. Oh my gosh. We're the pollsters, Joe. All right, Greg. Well, thanks again <laughs> Thank for joining so us. Much. Hope to talk Good to, to see you, soon. you guys. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Um, who is coming to us next, Joe? Okay, so next we will be talking to a music writer, someone who has actually covered the Rock Hall before. He has a great article for Billboard that kind of, it was one of the biggest, I don't want to say expose, but like it went behind the scenes 
of like the nominating committee and stuff. Follow and like the a money. lot of a lot <laughs> Follow of the, the hoagie. A lot of the uh info that we know about before this podcast that we know about like some of the inner workings it kind of comes from this deep dive article uh, and his name is rob tannenbaum so let's bring in rob hello hi thank you for joining us it's very nice to talk to you you're you're, you're someone who has not been on this show before so i want to make sure we give you the the proper background especially with the rock hall uh how long have you had a ballot i was trying to figure that out and and i'm not sure and I also, even though I, I'm not a stoner, I have a stoner's relationship to time. Mm-hmm. So I would guess that it was, it's been about 10 years. Okay. But if you showed me proof that it was only six or as many as 15, I could only pretend to be surprised. Prior to you getting a ballot, I guess the question is, what's the reason you think that you received a ballot? Oh, who the hell knows? And they sent yeah. it to the wrong guy. Um, maybe maybe they thought they were sending it to Richard Thompson. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who else has same initials. initials Send it to Uh, Rob Sheffield. (laughs) We're all Robs. There's so many freaking Robs. Many Robs. They just send it, which they can't tell us apart. So they just send it to all the Robs. Cover our bases. Just everybody gets a ballot. All Robs get a ballot. I've written for Rolling Stone for years and years. Mm -hmm. And there was a period of time when I wasn't getting the ballot and I thought, gee, I wonder why they don't send me a ballot. And then one year out of the blue, I got the ballot and I thought, gee, I wonder why they sent me the ballot. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a mystery. It's nice to have a voice in who gets into the hall of fame. And I try to use my votes as strategically and progressively as I can. Oh, it. Rob, that is music to our ears. Speaking it is what language. we love to hear. That's our little mini campaign over here. <laughs> yes, yeah. no doubt. Uh, now, when you got the ballot this year, was there anyone who stuck out to you as I am definitely voting for this person? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say that this year's list is probably the most difficult one I can remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually there are three automatics for me, two or three automatics, and then Three, four, five, I kind of have to weigh. I weigh thinking, gee, I don't know if any of these people deserve. But this year, you know, I could have easily, I'm looking at the list now, I could have easily voted for eight or nine, maybe 10. Yeah, um, the first, I agree. The first person I knew I was going to vote for, no questions, was Dionne Warwick. Excellent. Both, we again, love speaking to hear our it. language. Both because she owns Twitter mm-hmm. and because she sang the best song of anyone on this entire list, Walk On By. One of the greatest pop songs of all time. Absolutely. She is a fantastic singer. She is older, she's African-American. She is the kind of person who is not honored by the hall voters often enough. She was the first automatic one. Mm -hmm. Second one was Jay-Z. I love it. We love it. (laughs) One of the three greatest rappers of all time, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige was probably the third person I decided on. Again, a spectacular singer with an incredible number of hits and not just hits, but songs that mean something to people. I will be really interested to see if she gets in or not. I think we would say likely not. Yeah, based on our very small sample size, but also just like trends. Knowing the history of of what the Rock Hall goes for. I think especially because Mary Shaka. Is, oh. Yeah, she. I mean, she's up against artists that paved the way for her. I think probably in the queue, 
you know, after Shaka, after Tina, even after say Dion, like, and after Carol, like all these brilliant, some singer songwriters, some R and B, I think Mary J given that, you know, she's in her fourth year of eligibility. I'm not seeing people ready yet to vote for her, but I'm glad that you did. I am too. I, I mean, she is, she's an extraordinary artist who has an incredible career. When people ask a question of how did so-and-so get in to me, if you look at the nominees and keep in mind that this is in addition to uh, an honor and an event and an award, it's a television show. Mm-hmm. So why did Kiss get in? I'm not implying a conspiracy, <laughs> <laughs> but when a band like Kiss or Rush or this year, if the Foo Fighters get in, I mean, mm-hmm. are there people who are going to tell me that the Foo Fighters are more deserving than Carol King, Fela Kuti, LL Cool J, Rage Against the Machine? You know, forget it. It's not, it's not even close. But in order for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to continue, they need to raise money. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. TV rights to the broadcast of this concert comprise a significant amount of their annual budget. So they need a big show that a lot of people watch, generates buzz and interest and also revenue from the networks. Every, I don't know, I don't know if it's every year or every couple of years, the rights to the broadcast come up for bidding and they want to get the biggest possible bid. So looking at this list, if we had a class that was Kate Bush, Shaka Khan, <laughs> Fela Kuti, Fela Kuti. Yeah. Todd Rundgren, and Tina Turner. That's a perfectly reputable class. But who would watch it? Not very many people. Yeah. So, and also, how many of those people are going to show up slash are alive to, to go to the ceremony? Well, that is a a problem, Mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, I think, yeah, this is a business. It's like you said, it's a business that they're running and there are contracts with HBO that are very important to the sustaining of this institution. And And yet explain the 2018 class then. (laughs) Well, I mean, the 2018 class, it really played to the Rock Hall's base. You know, you've got Bon Jovi and you've got The Cars and Dire Straits and Moody Blues. That is a huge populist swing, especially when you look at the history of the hall towards the classic rock, which is kind of the bread and butter of the audience that you would expect to watch a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So here's a footnote to the 2018 class. You guys are Rock Hall scholars, so you may know this already. Oh, please, (laughs) please don't. (laughs) There's a reputable rumor that Bon Jovi lobbied to get into the Rock Hall of Fame, that he lobbied John Landau personally. Interesting. Which I don't think is a common thing. No, I mean, you also have to consider that Rob Light, their agent, is on the nominating committee. So you have managers and agents and people who work in the music industry often directly representing artists who, of course, are going to bring up their own clients in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at that that direct comparison, Rob Light, I think, also produces the ceremony on some level. There's There's a direct line. It's like one of your biggest moneymakers of course, yeah. and you and you get to bring up names at the committee and make a case. 
Yeah, of course that's going to happen. Be- because of some things that I've written in articles and some things that I've said online, every now and then someone asks me, do you think it's rigged? And I, I don't think it's rigged. Uh, I mean, when I, I wrote an article about the Rock Hall for Billboard, and I asked about transparency, and if they would ever consider publicly releasing the vote totals that each person got, which the Baseball Hall of Fame does, right? Right. Uh, and the answer was, no, we would probably never do that. I think a level of transparency would probably do away with the suggestions that, that there's a conspiracy. But... I don't think there needs to be a a conspiracy because there's an element of self-selecting perpetuation that goes on. Oh, yes. Why did I one year get a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot? Because enough people who are on the nominating committee thought of me as someone who could be trusted. How did I get to become someone who could be trusted? By being white, male, cis, middle-aged. So you don't have to whisper, hey, let's let Steve Miller into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame (laughs) when you've defined trustworthy as a group of people who are willing to put Steve Miller into the Rock and Roll Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. You would have to start bringing in really radical opinions. And I'm not sure that the Rock Hall wants to or can accommodate that just now. Yeah. And it's also difficult to, you know, when you induct, say, Journey, you are also adding eight members of Journey to the voting body. And that perpetuates itself. And they are going to like Mm -hmm. you for more bands that are like Journey. Mm -hmm. And especially with bands that have that. And that's a, a severe problem with the Rock Hall is you take, let's take a look at Joan Baez versus Journey, just because those are two artists from the same year. Journey has eight times the voting power as Joan Baez because there's more people, even though it's a you know, real Wyoming, California <laughs> electoral vote, electoral issue. college yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a problem. I'm not sure that they plan to do anything about it until it becomes a problem for them. Well, how, how does it become a problem, though? If you induct rock bands who by and large are white, male and older, and they have voting rights in perpetuity, then your voting body is going to skew older than the nominating committee. That's the dynamic of of the Rock Hall that interests Mm -hmm. me most, is the nominating committee is this select group of writers and music industry professionals who decide who gets on the ballot. And I think, by and large, they make pretty good choices. With a few exceptions, I would say pretty much every ballot we see, you can make a a strong case for induction. And a ballot like this year, you see not only that, but you see a way wider array of diversity than we've seen from this institution. The initial reaction is you want to applaud the the Rock Hall at this stage in the process, right? (laughs) Like, okay, this is quite a step forward. And and I know that there is frustration on the nominating committee. They're Mm -hmm. frustrated that the, some of the most worthy artists they put forward don't get voted in. And some of the less worthy ones do get voted in. In a way I would be fine if they just eliminated the voters, including me, and just had it decided by the nominating committee. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it would better reflect the music that deserves to be in there 
I think there would be more people of color, more women, more gay artists, more metal artists. I'm not a big metal fan, but there needs to be more metal in the rock hall. Mm-hmm. There are third-rate punk bands who are in the rock hall. If you're a, you know, if you're even a second-rate metal band, you're you're not getting in. Mm-hmm. So in a way, the clearest thing they could do was would be to get rid of all the voters. But they've made this pledge for years and years: if you get in, you always have a vote. That's why they need to just change the ballot. My big cause this year was I was like, they need to just make an all people of color ballot that is 50% women artists. And then it's like, you have no choice. (laughs) All right, Def Leppard, here's who you're voting for. Every member of Journey, this is your choice. You know, like no problem. Mm -hmm. If we're sick of of people making bad choices, don't give them bad options. And I think that this year it's closer than it's ever been. It's hard to make a really bad class out of this. There's arguments for every artist on the ballot. Some are more valid in my opinion than others, but... Which three artists on this list do you guys feel are least worthy? Whoa. Ooh, least worthy. You, you, so, asked me my, you asked me my top five, and so far I've only given you three. You have. But I yeah. want to hear your bottom three. Yeah. Whoa. So, I mean, a, a punching bag on this show has been the Foo Fighters. And, you know, we've also acknowledged their importance to the continuing of the genre of alt-rock and being able to keep that, even as a radio format, alive through their sheer success. But I think thinking of them as a first-year eligible, Mm -hmm. thinking in that, in those terms of, of worthiness, like, they're great and they should get in. I don't know if they need to get in on their, on their first year. They could probably wait. So that puts them kind of at the bottom for me. Then it gets tough. Then it gets tricky. They're like our go-to for like a, mm, they can wait. <laughs> but, oh gosh, I'm Ooh. like, who? Well, you know, I said it in the episode. I'm not like super convinced of the New York Dolls um, necessity to be in. I don't hate them. Many people who've been on our show have voted for them uh you know you voted Uh-oh. for them ah we're gonna count yeah. that as a as a fourth vote <laughs> rob but, but, well so uh, if if you guys want to get out of telling me who your your bottom three are and and but by the way if the foo fighters don't get in who's the headliner who on that list can really really draw people maybe iron maiden the go-go's rage against the machine yeah the go-go's i think you so the, I, there's the likelihood of in terms of how you create the ceremony if you end on carol king who is so beloved i mean beloved by everyone likely the other inductees you can get a very easy orchestrated jam because if you're telling people, do you want to play with Carol King, they will likely stick around. And then after she, you know, performs her solo songs, you then have the Carol King songbook to then yeah. play whatever you want at the end. That to me feels like that you could get what you want out of a, a closing of an induction ceremony with Carol King. And I do think that Carol King is one of the five best artists on that list. Mm-hmm. But I didn't vote for her because she's already in as... Uh, a songwriter with Jerry Gotham. Sure. And I felt like in a different year, I would be happy to vote for her so that she could be in a second time. But I, I, I didn't. Uh, I voted for the Go-Go's. My, my joke is going to be that 
I was afraid Kathy Valentine would murder me if I didn't, <laughs> but the truth is they deserve it. Absolutely. They and do. then the last vote, the fifth vote for me really came down to the dolls for LL Cool J. And I think I penciled in a third of the square for LL Cool J. Just he's, hoping he's that hanging greatest. Chad will like count. <laughs> he's the greatest singles artist in the history of rap. It's insane how many great singles he has put out over a number of years. And I really wanted to vote for him and I almost did. I'm not sure what pulled me towards the dolls. You know, in a lot of cases, this is just a feeling, right? Certainly their influence, their significance, their bravery. Mm -hmm. um, I think they probably were on my mind more recently because of things that I had been reading. And, you know, who doesn't like seeing a bunch of really old guys wearing women's clothing? Okay, so to review, Mary J. Blige, The Go-Go's, Jay-Z, New York Dolls, and Dionne Warwick, I think that's a pretty good ballot, that's Rob. That's a pretty good ballot, Rob. I like that ballot. I apologize to Al if, if he's listening. Oh, you know, you know what? I apologize. I said, if Foo Fighters aren't there, who's the headliner? And Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I mean, you know, if Jay-Z Jay if Jay -Z Jay -Z is the headliner. Yeah, Since if Jay-Z yeah. is there and, show, you know, if they can get him to Cleveland, oh my God. That's interesting though, too, because I'm like, if Jay-Z is your headliner, though, how do we move into a jam from there? Or then do we just, Carol's piano kind of rolls, rolls out. on out <laughs> and she starts playing the riff from Big Pimpin'. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I appreciate you making the time, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Keep you. fighting. That the good was fight. great. <laughs> we'll do our best. Who's next? Okay. Next up, we've got someone who we've only talked to in this type of episode before. She is a current nominating committee member. Let's bring in uh, music critic and writer Amy Linden. Yay. Hi, Amy. Hello. Welcome to the show. <laughs> it's nice to see you. We've only ever talked to you on the I phone. I know. I'm much better looking on the phone, aren't I? <laughs> but Amy, let's uh, let's get some, since you haven't been on the show in a while, let's just provide some context, especially because we're talking about the ballot. How long have you had a rock hall ballot? My first ballot, I think, came in, I want to say 96, 97, something like that. Okay, so you were you were a voter long before you were on the nominee. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I was a voter because the then- chair people of it, Suzanne Evans and some other people were on a TV show that I used to be on and they were going on and on and on about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I said, you know, I don't know anybody who votes in this thing. So what is this thing? And the next day, you know, I got a ballot. Interesting. I'm going to try that. You know, I don't know anyone who votes in this thing. We'll see if my ballot shows up next year. Yeah, exactly. It was funny. <laughs> what was the TV show? Oh, Four on the Floor on VH1. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was a basic cable star. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. So what do you think about the ballot this year? You know what? Honestly, the ballot this year is like the best ballot we've had in a really long yes. time. Yes. I we mean, agree. I have yeah. to say there's something for everybody. Anybody mm -hmm. who complains about this ballot is just a dick looking mm -hmm. to complain mm -hmm. about something. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Seriously, there is not one person on the ballot who doesn't warrant being on there. Mm -hmm. There's no friends of Jan Wenner bullshit going mm -hmm. on or anything like that. Every single, almost every single person on the ballot, you could vote for them if that was your lane to vote in. Well, was there anyone on the ballot this year where you said, okay, I don't even need to think about this. They are getting my vote. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. 
fun fact, I nominated Phalo last year. But mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. But not this year? No, because somebody else nominated him this year. Oh, fair. <laughs> so it's not like, I just want to go on record as saying, well, yeah, okay, I'm going to go to my grave nominating Shaka Khan. Thank Love you it. for that. Thank my, you for that. But the dying part, you don't want me to go to my grave. No, well, absolutely no. not. I, I want her I, in her, and I want no one to die. Yeah. I mean, the Shaka to me is like one of the biggest, are you kidding me already with this shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will say that when everybody, because I'm sure you read this too, when everybody flips out on Twitter or Facebook about, how come you do the Hall of Fame is bullshit. It's bullshit. And, but why isn't this person? And it's like, wow, you just spent like 20 minutes of your life saying that something doesn't matter. And yet you're ranting and raving about it. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah. You really don't like that guy much, do you? Why are you still talking about it? Um, <laughs> But she, her name always comes up. It's always one of those, why isn't she in? Why isn't she in? So, you know, there's always a danger when you have similar genres. Right, um, yeah, no, we noticed that this year and we're worried about Shaka for that reason. Yes. Yeah, God forbid. Oh, you know, in your honor, I was going to nominate Cool in the Gang. I came this <gasps> close. I came this close, Joe, I swear to God, this close. I Googled them. I looked up all the stats. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I just had to go all woman this year. I had to nominate women. I had I to respect that. Women. Yeah, I had to do it because I was like, you know what? Maybe if we just nominate nothing but women, there will be no choice. That mm. I said that to our last guest. I said, that's my fix. Because he was like, you know, how do we make it? <coughs> um, we were talking to Rob Tannenbaum. Oh, Rob's the best. Yeah, he was great. But I was saying, you know, okay, you want people to quit voting for bad people, then it's only give them, don't give them the option. Like Mm -hmm. literally only put on the ballot. My big fix has been, let's do a totally, a complete ballot, only people of color, over 50% women. And then just, well, then then there you go. We've had that kind of discussion privately. The problem is, is that you don't want anything where it's like grading on the girl curve. Mm-hmm. So you don't want anyone to say, oh, Tina Weymouth plays bass good for a girl. No, mm-hmm. you, know, you mm-hmm. want it to be Tina Weymouth is an amazing bass player. So I don't yeah. want any, I don't want to give anyone an excuse to say, oh, well, of course they got in because you made it like an all black woman thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Like it suddenly becomes an asterisk. Right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I don't want it to be. Oh, they got in. Shaka got in the year where they were they refused to let any white men. into the But also, I don't and know. I, I wouldn't be mad at that either. I would. I, I would really wouldn't. With, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at refusing to let any white men do anything right about now. But I mean, it's the exact it's the Supreme Nothing Court. Person, Nothing <laughs> oh, no. Joe can handle it. I, uh, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's the Supreme Court. The Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote of like, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? It's like when there's all nine. We've had hundreds of years of all nine being men. And it's the same with this. It's like, when will there be enough women on a ballot? It's like, well, when there's 100 percent or, you know, when it's 90 percent. So to me, Mm -hmm. I understand it. But at the same time, I don't care. I'm like ends justifies means gets results. (laughs) <laughs> tip the scales let's it go it's not come up in an official conversation but mm-hmm. it is something been that has off the record anecdotally among mm-hmm. friends come up so can, we can count shaka as a as a definite pick on the ballot this year for you oh yeah shock okay so shaka i'm definitely picking tina turner definitely picking 
I was also about to nominate her, but then I slipped and told somebody who I was going to nominate, and they nominated her, but <laughs> I fit. But that's okay because it doesn't matter. She got on. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing about Tina, what's so funny is that, like, Tina Turner's solo career to me is not as musically satisfying as the stuff she did with Ike. But that said, for fuck's sake, it's fucking for fuck's mm-hmm. sake. I mean, mm-hmm. if anybody is rock and roll, it's Tina Turner, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, it would be, I am not a fan of double dipping, but how nice would it be if she got recognized? other than with the guy who beat the shit out of her. Thank you. I yes. All women who get nominated with the man that beat the shit out of her mm-hmm. should get their own separate category. So I, I am agree. not a fan of double dipping, but if you're going to get rid of it, because that's the argument people have about Tina Turner this year. Sure. So already in. I'm like, okay, so take Eric Clapton out. Just have him pick one band that he gets to be in with. Yeah. Because he's in three times, three right? Times. The Clapton Absolutely. Club. He's the only yeah. member. Yeah, so like he's mediocre. Get rid of him, you and know. It's, yeah, it's you know, like you said, it's it's a meaningful gesture. But not only that, you can't deny that she had a massive solo career. No, massive. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That I'm kind of shocked she hasn't been nominated before. And let's be really blunt: there are mitigating circumstances behind him. Is she the special coming out, which everybody mm-hmm. knew? She has not been well, but she's mm-hmm. like, she really is iconic. I absolutely. Hate but she's Tina Turner. So I don't even think that, I think that she's a lock. We think so as well. Oh yeah, we think she's going to walk away with it. She's the number one vote getter. She's going to get the most out of anybody. Yeah, she checks so many boxes. You can't say she's not rock because are you kidding me? She like defines rock. We did an episode just on Tina and I said, it's if Tina's singing it, it's rock and roll. It's like, you want to recognize women? Over 40, the old, the oldest woman to ever get a Grammy. Like, let's go down the list. I mean, she's mm-hmm. like, she's beloved in the industry. She's paid, mm-hmm. she's done beyond paid dues. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the backstory is amazing, everything. So I think she's a lock. I think she's a lock. So Absolutely. Tina, Shaka, and then I'm uh, definitely voting for the Go-Go's. Yes. Excellent. We love it. There are no girl bands in the Rock Hall of Fame. How bullshit Mm -hmm. is that? It's bullshit. bullshit. And, you know, what they did, obviously their music rocks and it's amazing and we still listen to it. But also what they did was historic. And if the hall is meant to enshrine historic groups and moments like the Go-Go's, absolutely. And if you want Mm -hmm. more women in the hall, why not induct five at once? And they're all- And they're alive. Right. And they're- (laughs) Is, would Margot get inducted too, or was it no, just? I I know she's not included, which I get because she was what only on the first single. That's when I saw them. I never saw them when I saw them back in the day because I lived in San Francisco and they were some messy, messy girls. Oh yes, yeah, they were some messy girls. <laughs> yeah, they come from real punk cred. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I saw them at a punk rock show. It was mm-hmm. not like anything cute, and they were messy. And Margot was still in the group. There's not even a question. This is not like one band that had like one defining hit. They had hit after hit after hit. Again, that's another group I'm surprised. I figured the year they would have gotten in was when they had the musical. There was that Go-Go mm-hmm. musical. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and they didn't. But women, like we have to do what we do, but do it better. Mm-hmm. So people go, oh, well, the Go-Go's, they weren't great. Who cares, man? It's like they were a girl band. They're not getting in on an asterisk. They were a viable, hit-making, hugely influential. So I think they're a lot. We're hopeful for them. They check all the boxes. They check all of Joe's categories. And 
But so did Pat Benatar. So what the fuck? Oh, happened don't there? get me started, yeah. Amy. I'm pissed. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hard I'm to pissed. think. I think people with Benatar, and this is me. Obviously, we don't know, but like my guess is that people, the '80s kind of production of some of her later stuff, kind of soured people on her, which is bullshit. But that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, the the Go Go's. We all every time we talk to somebody who hasn't filled out their ballot yet, that's the first one we always go to. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. So those are my three definite, def, like without without okay. a moment's hesitation. And I, I, I mean, the dolls to me when to me the dolls are the white version of Shaka not being in. It's like, what do you fucking mean the dolls aren't in? Mm-hmm. Like the dolls to me are like bread, and you have what do they call the the host, the little thing that everything grows out of a starter, the starter, the starter. like your sourdough the, starter, right? The dolls are the starter for of so everything. much music. For yeah. so much music. And with Sylvain dying, I mean, I don't know if they'll get in, but there is a hugely sentimental, I mean, you know, huge sentimental thing. But the dolls are just hugely, hugely, hugely important to me. The songs don't sound, oh, they sound the same. They sound exactly mm-hmm. the same. Mm. So it's definitely Tina, definitely Shaka. Definitely the Go-Go's. And then I'm like, it's either a combo of the Dolls and LL or the Dolls and Fela. And I'm torn. I want it to go all woman. You could still pick Deanne Warwick. You could still do it. I think she's a lock, though. I'm going strategic. Tina's a lock. Tina's the lock Tina's over Deanne. I think Deanne might be a lock, too. But I don't... I have The Dolls... You guys aren't New Yorkers. You don't understand. I mean, we've we've talked to so many. We New have Yorkers talked to so many New Yorkers who were like at Mercer. Yeah, the dolls mean a lot. I don't think the dolls will get in. I mean, it's really a shame. Yeah, um, I mean, we know a lot of people. We know personally a lot of dolls voters. But yeah. it's going to be yeah, they're going to be on the cusp. But at large, yeah, who knows? I just I'm. What do you think LL's chances are? It's not, not especially good. with Jay Z on the ballot. It's not looking. It's good not for happening, right? No, I don't think so. See, Fela is like leading the fan vote, but that means next to nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the... one one thousandth of a vote. <laughs> yeah. So I'm torn with those last two. I don't know. I have to turn in the ballot eventually, though, because I'm going. Oh, wait, yeah. I funny. mean, it sounds like you want to vote for the dolls, like the two oh, scenarios. Oh no, the yeah. dolls are the definite one. All right. It's the dolls. I know I want mint chocolate chip ice cream, but what do I want my top scoop? With? <laughs> <laughs> do I want right. it vanilla? Or do I want it to be vanilla chocolate chip? I, the dolls are like- That's getting the fourth that's slot. That's your fourth slot. I mean, I love them. I love them so much. And I'm just bummed that Syl died. They've influenced everybody. Yeah, so it's between LL. I don't know. I'll have to get a Ouija board. I know, Dion is like the sentimental favorite, right? I think that would be a great pick. How great would it be if it was like all black women over 60? Amy, you could vote for Dion and help me. Amy, that you could vote for Dion. It could happen. She could be you your have fifth power. Pick. You have influence. It's it's in your it's in your hands. It is Amy. literally in your hands. She is not by any means a lock. We think that if she gets in, it's going to be her eking over the finish line one vote at a time. We are personally yeah. trying to get those votes. And, We're and out here. Let me, let me ask you the hypothetical question again. I mean, so she really, I would say out of all the people, maybe the only person who was more pop than her was was Whitney, right? I mean, there's not a rock bone in Dion's body in terms of the music. But I would say there's some R&B bones Ish. in her body. Yeah. You know? If I'm to make kind of a case, I think about how Dion 
is 80 years old. She's still active. She is healthy. Yeah. It would be, God, it would just be so great. One of the other things we've been talking about is how many awards have been given to Black artists posthumously. Like if you just look in the recent past, Biggie, Whitney, Nina Simone, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Tupac. No, I know. It would be nice to have a living, breathing Black artist up there, mm -hmm. wouldn't it? You it know? really would. Have we made a decent case for Dion? You have made a very decent case for Dion. And now I will, because of my respect for you, hold Dion in my thoughts. All right. Well, I, I want you to really think about Dion. I will. But thank you for joining us. And it, Should it, it, I give it, you my Venmo number so you can just start funneling cash? <laughs> I'll Listen, we it. don't pay to play over here. We just play on your conscience. You no, know? no, and I have to say, <laughs> you guys have done a really... I'm usually impervious to guilt as a mother, but you mm -hmm. guys are good, man. You're subtle. I'm gonna think about it. I'm seriously gonna think about it. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you again so much. We got so many oh, thank you. Room, but we love talking to you. And, we love uh, talking to you. We'll talk, we'll to, you talk again, to you again, I'm soon. sure, soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, bye bye, Amy. Bye, right, bye bye. Take care. So next up, we are going to be talking to the host of the Hit Parade podcast. He likens himself a pop chart analyst. He's also the author of Slate's Why Is This Song Number One? Let's bring in Chris Melanfi. Hi, Chris. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for, for joining us. We're excited to have you on the Thank show. Thank you for having me. I mean, I basically begged. You guys are being nice to me. <laughs> um, I, I really was jonesing because I haven't gotten to talk about the Rock Hall in so long. So, well, the, Boy, right I place. wish, if only to be you. <laughs> right. Oh, if, only, if only you cared enough to actually discuss this this much. <laughs> oh, I mean, we've been having a lot of long episodes because we're calling a lot of voters and stuff. Sure. I have spent an obscene amount of time talking about the Rock Hall in the past two weeks. I'm now, I've now listened to a couple dozen of your episodes and it feels like you are just constantly torturing yourself. It you is know? true. And yet <laughs> I will say that this year it's easier than ever. This year is better than good. it's ever been. I'm grateful to I have agree. some good artists to talk about. I'm grateful to have some good arguments to be making. It's been a nice reprieve from the bullshit. Um, <laughs> there's like low level bullshit happening, but there's not like there's a, a low level bullshit. Yeah, clear. Without, exactly. without a doubt. There's going to be low level bullshit no matter what. But the high level bullshit is not, bad. not present today. Chris, you have not been on our show before, so I want to make sure I give a little bit of a background. How long have you had a Rock Hall ballot? I have had a Rock Hall ballot since 2016. So this will be my sixth year inclusive, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I think that's right. Uh, do you know the circumstances surrounding you getting a ballot? I do. I have to be a bit coy about the story. I understand. Because, okay, well, this much I can explain. Sure because this is 100% public. For four years, I wrote about the Rock Hall for NPR Music, their music blog, The Record. Uh, I started doing it in, I believe, 2013, and I did it for four years. And little by little, my articles started to get noticed, not just among, I started to get pings from nominating committee members who are friends of mine. Eventually, it got back to Rock Hall people themselves, like the organizers, rather than just the nominating committee members. And eventually, when I did the fourth of the four, let's just say the two fairly powerful people, uh, not Jan Wenner, not, not at that level mm -hmm. of renown, but 
almost as famous as Jan Winner, came back to me and said, all right, smart guy, we're going to give you the ballot and you're going to see what it's like when you actually have to narrow this list down to five. It's really hard. And they were right. Yeah. Uh, every year, uh, not to overstate the case, but it's like a Sophie's Choice deciding mm-hmm. what the yeah. five picks are going to be. No doubt. See, see, that's the thing. I'm waiting for someone to call me smart guy. This bodes well for us <laughs> to hear that just eventually, if you talk about it for long enough, it might get back to someone who can get us a ballot. I had a long phone call with the, let's call him Macher, uh, however you pronounce that word, the, the, the mover and shaker who, you know, invited me to be a, uh, a hall voter. He basically confessed to me, one of the, the, the axes to grind I had absolutely every year was Sheik. The fact mm-hmm. that Sheik were, they, they remain the most snubbed act mm-hmm. on the, in ballot history, not in terms of getting on the ballot. They got on the ballot 11 times sure and did. were never voted in. Mm-hmm. And he agreed with me and said, you know, we're starting to invite more critic types like you, because frankly, you guys are going to be a counterweight. This is all we can do. It's, it's a little bit like the problem that the Oscars and the Grammys have, you mm-hmm. know, with Oscars so white. They have a rock hall so white problem. They have a rock hall to male problem. I would mm-hmm. say that's almost more acute. Every year that they add more inducted rock bands mm-hmm. full of voters, they just have a fundamental math problem that they're going to gravitate toward the Foo Fighters, not to talk smack about the Foo Fighters, but, you know, that kind of that kind of act on the ballot. They're going to go for the dudes with guitars because other dudes with guitars are voting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you filled out your ballot and sent it in already? I have not. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. We uh, love this. We live for this. This the is on air ballot. A YouTube unboxing. unboxing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, here here she is. I'm beautiful. holding it up. In the She's beautiful, isn't she? Is there anyone on the ballot this year that you're like, I have to vote for? It's going down. Okay, the slam dunk is the Go Go's. Of course, Go-Go's. absolutely. Go Go's are a slam dunk. Of course, it is. Chris, you are correct. I am almost positive I'm going to wind up with an all female ballot this year. Oh. Uh, Hell yeah. Because why not? And listen, that does come with prices. It means there are male acts who richly deserve to get in on this ballot who I will not be voting for if I go all woman. But I am persuaded that, you know, we've never had a wider array of female contenders before ever on the ballot. I think I can say that safely. Yeah, you absolutely can. I actually have a tough choice to make between at least two people. Interesting, Uh, interesting, interesting. Like with my five choices, there's six that are slam dunks as far as I'm concerned. Uh we, We are here to help. Thank you. We've got, we've got strategy. We've got research. We're ready. I'm curious, is there a number two slot on your ballot? You know, every year I say there's one pick that I'm at least one pick that I'm making because it's personal. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I'm gaming it out. And I know that this person or group is not going to get in, but I can't not vote for them. And this year that slot belongs to Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. I have voted for Kate Bush before. She was on the ballot a couple of years ago. I voted for her then. I'd been waiting for her to be on the ballot. And I'm like, I'm not passing this up. And if I'm doing an all woman ballot anyway, even if it's a snowball's chance in hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, as you guys have pointed out multiple times on the podcast, did any of us think Roxy Music were going to get in on their first shot? Sometimes British acts get in. I think Kate's virtually as obscure 
as Roxy music to the average American pop listener? I would say likely more. Likely more. I mean, okay, if we want to do chart stats, they Uh-oh. each have, I think, <laughs> yes. one. I think they each have one number 30 hit. I think <laughs> if I remember, I'm going uh-huh. by my memory right now, yeah. but I think Love is the Drug is a number 30 hit in 76. Mm-hmm. And I think Running Up That Hill is a number 30 hit in 1985. At that level, they're equal. But I feel like Roxy Music, thanks to more than this and other deep catalog mm-hmm. stuff, have more of a footprint than Kate does. But yeah, I, I so. just love Kate Bush. So yeah, I, I, think I think she's oh, kind of a She's lock. so great. She's a great pick. It's unfortunate that she will not be getting in this year. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. It's horrible. But you got to do your heart vote. You know? And right. Champion the underdogs. That's always a, a worthy thing. And also, I just want to stand in solidarity with someone who can pull out random statistics uh, at the drop <laughs> of a hat. And I want to say that I see you. Power, brother. I, I, I appreciate it. I feel so seen. I can't stand this. <laughs> All right. So Kate Bush and the Go-Go's, what else are we looking at here? The hill that I have died on on multiple ballots now, both with and without the group, is Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan, mm-hmm. I can feel, I have yeah. voted. I have voted for Shaka Khan at least twice, possibly three times. I think there was one year where somebody else had a more compelling case and I didn't vote for Shaka, but I've... Anytime either Rufus or Shaka Khan are on the ballot, I vote. I mean, Shaka, you were talking about how one of your biggest gripes and the immediate thing that you were on about was Sheik. And, you know, Shaka is now our Sheik. She's approaching Sheik levels. She really is. I have to speculate that if they keep putting Rufus and Shaka on the ballot every year, they think that one of these years she's going to get in. It must not be a completely hopeless cause. Right. She can't be getting the bottom every time. She's got to be middling. Like she's got to be approaching with the numbers and they got to think like one year she'll get seventh and they can just scoop her on in. Exactly. That's love plus strategy on my Mm -hmm. part. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's three. I'm not, I'm going to, save my tough choice for the end. This may surprise you all, but I think the one who's a fourth, if not lock, then pretty solid is Dion Warwick. Love it. Oh my gosh, Should have been on this ballot so long ago. And there's strategy here. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the moment when she's tweeting and becoming a Twitter legend, so much so that Ego Nuotum is doing comedy sketches about her on Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. I would argue there's never been a better year to throw your vote to Dionne Warwick. Never mind the fact that I agree with everybody who's been saying that. I I voted for Whitney last year for the record. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was very happy she got in. If Whitney's in, Dionne should be a a no-brainer. 100%. 100%. Plus, Walk On By is one of my favorite recordings of all time. I mean, like, that's a perfect recording. Mm-hmm. We're basically running a two-man campaign to try to whip the votes for Dion right now. Right. Yeah, we feel strongly about Dion. We have been pushing for her. We have, I want to say, gotten some votes for her um, for the people who are on the fence. And I'm very happy with that. It's some of the most satisfying moments in these past few weeks of making these phone calls have been watching people change their vote to Dionne Warwick, like watching their fifth slot go to her. All right. So Chris, you've got, you've got a solid ballot so far. We love it. I love it. So this, if I'm sticking to the all woman ballot, Mm -hmm. This leaves me with three choices. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Mary J. Blige, Mm -hmm. Carol King, Mm -hmm. and Tina Turner. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. Of the three, the one I can eliminate, and it's not out of dislike at all, I love her, is Mary J. Blige, only because I feel like she'll come back if she doesn't get in. This is her she first She always ballad. does. She always does. Mary J., she gets back up. <laughs> she's resilient. She's, she's not going to cry. She's resilient. Yeah. She's not going to cry. So this leaves me with the, again, Sophie's choice, pardon the expression, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of Carol King versus Tina Turner. We have thoughts. Or get, I we, bet you have a, I bet you have a similar thought. I do, but you know what? I'm going to shut up and let you guys talk. I want to hear what you think. <laughs> so this comes from both talking to a lot of voters at this point. You know, I think officially you are going to be the last voter we talk to. And okay. so we have talked to over a dozen voters. We also have a sense for how these things go from covering it for a long time and really getting into the minutia of it. Tina Turner and Carol King are both probably going to get in because they have legendary status. People are going to see them on the ballot. Whether they know about their previous inductions in other forms, they a lot of the voters don't actually Which by don't. the way is why I put them together. They, to mm -hmm. me they they have a parallel situation. Are they in technically? Yes. Are they in under the wrong rubric? Kind of yes. So mm -hmm. anyway, sorry to interrupt. An in, in, in incomplete rubric, maybe. Yes. Because they've been inducted already in ways that are worthy on their own, but they are incomplete. And they both have kind of the Stevie Nicks name recognition. I can't yes. believe they're not into the layman. When you're looking yes. at a ballot, you're going to go, oh my God, Tina Turner, duh. Carol King, of course. Almost nobody looked at Stevie Nicks's entry on the ballot and said, well, she's already in with Fleetwood Mac. She got a ton of votes and she got in. Right. So we're hoping that Carol and Tina will walk in, but we will also say from having talked to people and just kind of knowing the vibe, Tina is really going to walk away with it. It's mm -hmm. between Carol and Tina. Carol could use your vote more than Tina. Yes. I totally, totally agree. We're thinking the same way, Excellent. especially after the HBO documentary. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like this could not be better lined up for Tina and Tina's a legend. Yep. And it is weird to say Tina Turner does not need my vote, but I kind of think she doesn't. I almost started crying when I found out that she was nominated. It was like a dream coming true. I couldn't imagine that this was going to happen. I've been talking about this for three years. She, to me, is one of the biggest snubs in the history of the hall to not put her in solo. Like I care so deeply about her getting into the hall. Just in the last three days, Joe and I have done a recalibration of our Ballots that we don't fantasy have. Ballots, yeah. Our fantasy, fantasy ballots. Fantasy ballots. Uh -huh. We did a strategic recalibration. We were like, neither of us would vote for Tina and we would both vote for Dion and Shaka. I can't believe that I'm saying that. What a twist. It is a twist. But this is what happens to me. I've now had this ballot, I guess, six times. Mm -hmm. Every year, you've got to cut somebody. You're forced you to make those think cuts, yeah. You really are. And this year, I think it's Tina. It's yeah. wild. Um well, just to review, Chris, your ballot, great ballot, Kate Bush, The Go-Go's, Shaka Khan, Carol King, and Dionne Warwick. Wow. I think yeah. that's that's an excellent ballot. I have your blessing on this. This, this is what I've been thinking for a few weeks Absolutely. now, but I wanted to make sure I needed a sanity check. I'm so, I'm so glad you shared that with us. You're the last person that we talked to, and uh -huh. so I have our data set to review here now that we've talked to people. Cool. We did a few episodes with voters before we started calling people. We talked to Evelyn McDonald, 
we talked to Roy Traken, we talked to Sean Fennessy, and then when we started calling people, we talked to Karen Glauber, Bob Merlis, Jim Bestman, Jim McGuinn, Ned Raggett, Mike Norman, Landa Dawes, Arthur Levy, Lauren Anke, Miles Marshall-Lewis, Greg Geller, Rob Tannenbaum, Amy Linden, and then finally Chris Melanfi. That's a lot of people. Good that's for a, us. That, that's a useful <laughs> sample. You you now have good. a pretty good sample, good albeit. As you guys it's were pointing out in the previous, critics, skewed, yeah. it skewed critics. And this was the point that the insider who invited me to be a voter made. Mm-hmm. The whole reason the Ned Raggetts and Amy Lindens and Chris Melanfis get invited is to be a counterweight to the guy mm-hmm. who's going to check the box for dire straits. I mean, that's yes. why we're, yeah. on the, we're, we're mm-hmm. getting the vote. For yes. sure. So we have 17 voters that we talked to. Some of the ballot responses we got were incomplete. Maybe they weren't done filling out their ballot. Maybe they don't remember who they voted for, which that kind of made me go crazy. Um, <laughs> How do you not know? I know. Oh it's my like, gosh. I, uh, I mean, there was. <laughs> it's like an undecided voter in like, you know, the presidential election. Yes, like, how do I, you not know? Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to give kind of the top six because that could conceivably be the class. So the number one vote getter from our sample with 11 votes is the Go-Go's. Yay. Which is great. As well, they should be. Yeah. First ballot appearance, ridiculously overdue. Yes. The whole nine. Coming in at number two with nine votes is Tina Turner. All right. Okay. Which makes me feel better about not throwing a vote her way. You don't have to worry about her. She's walking straight to the top. She's simply the best and I can't wait for her to get in. It's great. Tied for number three with eight votes apiece. We have the New York Dolls. Mm-hmm. which that, you know, take that with a grain of salt. That's, that's critics. I'm, I'm skeptical, skeptical, skeptical. That, that we, talked, a... we talked to a, a lot of people who were literally at the Mercer Arts Center. If you say you had to be there to understand the New York Dolls, a lot of them were literally there. But then also with eight votes is Dionne Warwick. That's nice. And that's also a lot of our personal lobbying campaign. Well done, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm applauding right now. But, you know, we didn't have to pull too many people over there. A lot of people like yourself was already going in that direction but i we did get a few for dion and i, I feel good joe about has really honed his pitch <laughs> over the past few days too he's found a few ways in he's found a couple of like emotional polls there's critical polls historical context has been helpful like saying okay you make your ballot but let's remember who the hall has inducted in the past four or five years and do we want to continue to go in that direction or is it time to right some wrongs? Because nobody thinks about the history of the hall, maybe outside of the people in this Zoom. So it's, a, it's an important thing, I think, to clarify, especially for people who are, who are still trying to assess it out. And then coming in tied for the fifth slot, we have Todd Rundgren and Jay-Z. Well, I guess we'll see very soon what the actual class is like. I'm curious how it will differ from our sample, our experiment here. It would be the Go-Go's, Tina Turner, New York Dolls, Dionne Warwick, Todd Rundgren, and Jay-Z, which could happen. I'm going to say Carol King has a very strong chance of sneaking in there, mm-hmm. probably at the loss of... Rundgren or the New York Dolls. And I also think the Foo Fighters are likely to squeak in there and also potentially push out those those artists. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Anything else you would like to promote your social media, et cetera? 
I'm at, uh, at Seema Lanfey on Twitter. You know, I also write, why is this song number one for Slate? Although frankly, so many songs keep cycling in and out of number one that I can't get to all of them. But uh, <laughs> I've, I've written recently about uh, Montero by Lil Nas X and uh, Up by Cardi B. So those are up for your reading pleasure. And uh, no, otherwise listen to Hit Parade. That's, uh, that's my labor of love. Excellent. Well, our followers know they can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at rockhallpod. Uh, rockhallpod at gmail.com is the email. If you want Kristen to see that, you're going to need to designate that somewhere in your message. Otherwise, I am not going to forward it. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. Legitimately, if it's less than five stars, it is a rude gesture. Uh, thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to AKG for the microphone. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.